This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Tonight, we renew our resolve that America will never be a socialist country. All right, this is the John Smith Show. I appreciate you being here tonight. If you want to be a caller, the number is 602-475-2000. Uh, or you can take advantage of the live chat. I do monitor both live chats uh, from YouTube and Facebook. Uh, programming note, I just want to let everybody know that uh, in the past, I was doing a live show for about an hour every Sunday through Thursday night because I was simulcast both on a radio station as well as a television station. Uh, that simulcast is no longer happening, so... I'm not going to stick to that regular schedule. One, it's very difficult to do when you have a full-time job and you've got other responsibilities. And two, it also put a limit on the length of my show. So I had to be uh, between 57 and 58 minutes every day. And uh, so I either had to drag it on too long or I had to cut it short sometimes. So I just want to let you know that uh, now we're just going to do a show when we have uh, the material prepared, and it may go a half hour, it may go three hours. It all depends on what's going on in the world and uh, what my time looks like. So I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, in advance. And if you were wondering why I haven't been on uh, my normal routine schedule, that's why. Uh, but anyway, again, the number is 602 Uh, You can watch us live both on Facebook and YouTube. The Facebook is at The John Smith Show Live or YouTube. Uh, You can just search Say What You Will Radio or you can search The John Smith Show. Either way, you'll find me. I just ask that you subscribe to it, like it, share it, get it out there, help us build uh, the audience. That's the big thing. So Anyway, uh, it is Monday. It's Martin Luther King Day. So uh, for those who celebrate Martin Luther King Day, happy Martin Luther King Day. Uh, Anyway, uh, let's see here. I want to talk about a couple things. First, I want to give a shout out to Dave the Trucker. He's a loyal listener uh, to the podcast. He was on a COVID vacation for a little while, but my understanding is he's healthy. He's back. He's back on the road. And if it weren't for the truckers, our economy would collapse. So he's doing an amazing job out there. All the truck drivers out there, uh, we salute you and thank you for doing what you do. Just want to uh, just stay safe out there. And, uh, you know, I hope you're feeling better. I want to start the show off today with a question. 
And my question is for Democrats, liberals, and socialists. I don't know if there's any listening or watching the show, but my question is how exactly is America going to be a better country now that the liberals are in charge of just about everything? And that's a serious question. I want to know how exactly the country is going to be a better country being led by the Democratic Party. And I will love I would love to hear the answers to that question. You know, and if you're watching the show and you think you might even have an answer for that, but you're a conservative, I'd love to hear your input too on just exactly why the liberals and Democrats think the country is going to improve or how it's going to improve. I'd love your input on that. Uh, So that's the question of the day. There's been a lot of this word thrown around uh, recently, and that's insurrection. Everybody uh, on the left, everybody in the media has been saying that what happened at the Capitol was an insurrection. They've used that word a thousand times. Now, obviously, that's a left-wing talking point because every single media outlet out there has been referring to what happened at the Capitol as an insurrection every day, all day since it's happened. And there's no mistake because uh, when words are thrown out there like that, uh, people run off and uh, try to figure out, you know, what what does that word even mean? What is an insurrection? Well, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, an insurrection is the act of revolting against a civil authority or an established government. So my question, again, to the liberals, Democrats out there, why haven't they referred to what Black Lives Matter and Antifa what they've been doing for the past year almost as an insurrection. Because I don't think a handful of people breaking into the Capitol, let's be honest, that's really what it was. We had a handful of people that broke into the Capitol and a couple schmucks did some stupid things while they were in there. But was it really an insurrection? Was was it an act of revolting against civil authority or an established government. I don't think it was. I think what it was was a couple BLM troublemakers, a couple Antifa troublemakers showed up. They started breaking things, breaking windows. They tried to, you know, get into the Capitol. And unfortunately, a handful of uh, Trump supporters who weren't thinking properly joined in. I think it was a break-in. I don't think it was an insurrection. There was a story out there that people were trying to hunt down and kill lawmakers while they were in the Capitol. That's a bunch of baloney. In fact, the FBI and anybody else investigating that has uh, rolled that out. That was not truth. But that was the narrative for a little while. In fact, I'm sure there's still media outlets that are running with that narrative. That's simply a lie. It's just not true. There were some agitators that showed up. They knew that there were going to be a lot of pissed off Trump people there. I think, and I talked to Tyke about this last week, I think what they wanted, they wanted it to be a lot worse than what it was. It wasn't that bad. It was stupid. Nobody here uh, at this show has any respect for the people that broke into the Capitol and damaged stuff when you damage property 
you're no different than uh, some idiot on the left who's tearing down a statue or defacing a Lincoln Monument, the Lincoln Memorial. There's no difference between those types of people. And those, that isn't who we are. As Trump supporters, we're not that type of person. So nobody thinks that was the right thing to do. But as far as it being an insurrection, I think that's ridiculous. And again, that's a word that was used purposefully by the left and by the media. So I just wanted to get that off my chest. I think that's a bunch of crap. Um, I want to talk about this. This is something that uh, I had mentioned. I think it was probably the day after everything that went down at the Capitol. But these are the senators that I said that day, the day, I think it was the 7th. I said, any senators who voted in favor to object uh, to the uh, electoral vote were going to be the new target. Now, specifically, I said Ted Cruz was going to be the number one target and Josh Hawley was going to, was going to be there as well. Uh, I didn't say, you know, just to be honest here, I didn't say that they would go after many of the House members, but uh, they are actually going after, uh, I believe uh, his name is McCarthy, uh, because he is the, uh, the minority uh, leader in the House, the House Minority Leader. So they're going after him for sure. Now, the people are actually trying to disbar Cruz, Ted Cruz. They're trying to get him disbarred because of what he did, which he did absolutely nothing. He didn't do anything different than any of the, the Democrats did after uh, Trump was elected back in 2016. Emily's in a room. I just want to say hello. What is civil authority anymore? That's a great question, Emily. Uh, I believe there will never be civil authority again. That's a very good point. What is civil authority in today's world? <laughs> great question. Uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously, we're supposed to be civil. But the country's not civil. Not when you have people like AOC and people like... Uh, 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 Pelosi and people out there that are trying to stir up crap. But those are the senators that were under attack. They were, uh, they're trying to disbar Ted Cruz. They're actually trying to get his degree erased from college. They're trying to take his degree away from him. They're doing everything they can. There isn't a single news outlet that's going to put Ted Cruz on the air. So they're trying to vaporize him. Well, AOC, she came out, and uh, this is, uh, I have a few clips, but I want to play a clip from AOC. Uh, AOC is demanding the uh, resignations of House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. They're trying, uh, she's demanding the resignation of Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. And here's why they're, uh, this is why she's going after the top two in the Senate and the, the number one guy, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy in the House, because she knows if she can get those three people to resign, then the rest are going to fall like dominoes. I believe there was about 60 of them in the House, and there was a total of six in the Senate. Now, they're not going after the other four in the Senate because they're not that well-known, and they don't hold as much power in the Senate yet. But again, if you can go after the, the, the three biggest ones, 
then you know the rest are just going to fall like dominoes. So this is what AOC had to say. What we saw last week was not just a violent coup attempt, um, but we also saw a dereliction of duty and a betrayal of our country and a betrayal of the oath that we swear. And that is why I have demanded the resignations of Senators Ted Cruz, Senators Josh Hawley, um, Majority Leader, Republican Majority, or rather Republican Minority Leader in the House, um, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, um, along with, with many others. Because this is not just about political opinion or partisanship. This was about the abandonment of our sworn oath for what? For personal ambition, for greater loyalty to a base now, what she's talking about there is the oath to the Constitution to uphold and protect the Constitution. And do I have to point out, or is it just that obvious, that someone like AOC, who refers to herself as a socialist, is not going to, by the definition of socialism, uphold the Constitution of the United States? You can't because socialism doesn't involve freedoms and liberties. They want to control everything. They want to take people's freedoms and liberties away from them. That's why the left in this country supports Donald Trump and other people from you know, being silenced on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and everything else. They want to silence anybody that has a different opinion than they do. And the freedom of speech is in the First Amendment, dear AOC. So if you swore an oath to uphold and protect the Constitution of the United States, you're a goddamn hypocrite. Pardon my language. But it frustrates me. What are you doing, AOC, to uphold and protect the United States Constitution? You would just as much delete it if possible. In fact, there was just a poll that came out, and the vast majority of college students who support people like AOC would just as much eliminate the United, Consti United States Constitution if they had the chance to. They all said they would. So don't give me this BS about protecting and upholding the United States Constitution as far as your oath is concerned. Those six senators are the only ones who did it because they don't want elections to be stolen. They want elections to be fair and honest. And that's all they did. They just objected to the election. Now give me a break. Senators and congressmen did the same thing back when Trump was elected. There's a video of it. I don't happen to have it. I should have had it, but I don't have it. But the point is that is something that's been done in the past and nobody referred to them back then as creating an insurrection. 
Nobody demanded that they be tossed out of the Senate or the Congress. In fact, many of the media referred to those people as being courageous and standing up for what they believe in. Emily says it's completely obvious to those uh, of us that know what it is truly, uh, what it is to truly stand for the Constitution. Uh, Thomas says, "I love how now they <laughs> love our Constitution and the founding fathers." Isn't that true, Tom? You guys both make excellent points. We do know what it's like to stand for the Constitution, as far as conservatives, that is. And they are total hypocrites on the left. Now they want to protect the Constitution, but they really don't. They just want to come out and say that as if they do. Because their sheep-like followers will just get in line and just gush over people like AOC. Now, she had other things to say. And uh, so I want to play this quote for you as well. And they would rather see our country burn. Now, when just to preface this, when she says they would rather see our country burn, she's referring to Trump supporters. She's not referring to BLM and and, uh, Antifa and the Democrats who watched those two those two groups of people actually burn the country down. And ignore it. You remember when uh, Trump wanted to send in the National Guard to all these cities that were on fire and all of those cities that were run by left-wing Democrats all said, thanks, but no thanks. We don't need, we can handle it ourselves while they call off the police and let Antifa and BLM just torch and destroy cities. She is actually saying that Trump supporters are the ones who want to watch the country burn. And of course, she's also calling us white supremacists. And by the way, isn't this the time when the Democrats are calling for unity and healing while this idiot goes out and talks like this? And they would rather see our country burn than to see them be shoulder to shoulder equal to others. That is the tragedy of white supremacy. The tragedy of white supremacy is that it is doomed to fail. It's doomed to fail. White supremacists will never, ever ever live in a world where they will see their fantasies come true ever which is why they rely on violence that's why they cling to violence so much because there is no other way for them there's no other way every other way is democratic and cooperative, where we all must share our genius with one another, where our society is not built on supremacy or on a politics of domination of one another. And they can't live in that world. They can't live in a world without supremacy, without domination. 
They can't live in a world where they can just coexist. No, they have to reign supreme. And since a white supremacist world and since supremacy in general is a myth, it will never be true for anybody. Since supremacy is a myth, they have to resort to violence. They have to, because there is no other way for them. She is out of her freaking mind. Because the great tragedy on the left is the fact that equality doesn't exist. Now, the equal right to pursue happiness and all that stuff that's written in our Constitution, that's out there. But you're never going to make every single person equal. It's just impossible. And that's the tragedy of the left. The tragedy of the left is that they actually believe in this fairy tale utopian society where everybody gets along, everybody's equal, everybody just loves one another, and they all stand around the campfire and sing Kumbaya. And it's never going to happen. It just isn't. You're always going to have one group that's going to be smarter than the other group. And I won't even say group because now I'm starting to fall into the left-wing thinking. Each individual is a person. It doesn't matter what color skin they are. It doesn't matter what religion they, they, they have. It doesn't matter where they grew up, where they were born, what their socioeconomic status is, who they decide to sleep with or fall in love with. It has nothing to do with any of that because every single person's an individual. And the people that are smarter, more educated, and work harder are they going to be the people that get ahead. And that's always going to be the case. It's always going to be the case. Emily says they wouldn't know equality if it bit them in the you-know-what. <laughs> they don't. Equality is a joke. In fact, uh, critical race theory, and I've talked about that quite a bit on this show in the past, but critical race theory believes in equity not even equality. They, they're pushing equity. And equity is when you force one group to fall behind so that the other group can catch up. And that's very, very dangerous. In fact, I think it was the New York uh, City Schools who just announced that there is no longer going to be accelerated programs in their schooling because, of course, that is racist because only the vast majority of the people that are accelerating are the people that happen to be white or Asian. Now, this is the same group that does everything they can to prevent people of color from actually succeeding in this country. Because the minute they're born, they tell them how unfair the country is. They put this, this mindset into minorities that they'll never survive. They'll never succeed in this country because the country is inherently racist and everybody wants to destroy them, including the police officers. So don't ever even think about trusting a cop because that cop wants to kill you simply because your skin is darker than his. You have people like Louis Farrakhan, who is polluting the minds of minorities. You've got people uh, like uh, uh, Reverend Wright. You remember that guy who Obama happened to follow? The guy was a 
socialist communist. The guy hated the United States of America. And he impacted thousands of people in his quote-unquote church. You've got Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. You've got all these different minority leaders who are doing everything they can to tell you how bad America sucks. And if you happen to be black or Hispanic, you're never going to amount to anything in this country. And then they fill them full of lies. And then the media cooperates with them. They do everything they can to make the United States out to be an evil place. And then these people get stuck on welfare. They get stuck in the ghetto, in the inner cities. And that's exactly where the Democrats want them. The Republicans want to have free and open schooling. They want school choice. They want charter schools. They want private schools. They want public schools to have competition because they know competition drives perfection. Or maybe excellence, not perfection, but it drives excellence. But the Democrats do everything they can in their power to actually fight those schools. They want to defund charter schools. They want to stop school choice. So if you happen to be born in the inner city where the schools are garbage, even though the teachers in Chicago are making $95,000 a year, three quarters of the students can't read or write by the time they graduate. But they keep telling us they just got to throw more money into education. They just got to keep dumping more and more of our tax dollars into education so that the kids will learn. Well, how much money does it take to take a yardstick and point on a map and say, this is the capital of Pennsylvania. It's called Harrisburg. Learn it. This is the capital of uh, Arizona. It's called Phoenix. Learn it. How much does that take? But they're more concerned about pushing their left-wing ideology. They're not interested in actually educating students. And you wonder why minorities struggle to get ahead in this country. It's outrageous. And the people that are buying this are just as dumb as they are. It's a total sham. Uh, So censorship. So CNN, they actually discussed plans to ban conservative news organizations and influencers. But I want to show you a video first. This is actually, uh, this video that I'm going to show you is a little longer. uh, But it it was on MSNBC. And I was kind of shocked to see this because MSNBC actually came out attacking social media. Now, as a conservative, we know that Uh, The president, who we have loved and supported for the past four years, he got banned from Twitter, he got banned from Facebook, he's going to get banned from YouTube, if not already. And the left cheered that. And we know that MSNBC is just about as left as it gets. So I want you to watch this video, and I want to watch, I, I want you to watch, it's the morning show with Joe and his wife Mika, or whatever the hell her name is. I want you to watch how savagely she attacks social media. And my question to you is, why is the left, the the socialist liberal media, attacking social media who is trying to silence the right? I want you to watch this, and I'm curious what your thoughts, thoughts are. The algorithms 
at Facebook actually promote this extremism. They promote the extremism within. But, but, but to her point about, you know, getting ready for Joe Biden, if this is some sort of last minute suck up to Joe Biden by Twitter and Facebook, all you've done is shown just how impactful everything that you've been doing so far has been in terms of spreading disinformation. You have shown how it drops the minute you actually take action. It, you have shown that you should have done this a long time ago. And perhaps there wouldn't be people dead. Perhaps there wouldn't be people following false scientific information about the coronavirus. Perhaps there wouldn't have been some sort of insurrection at the Capitol that was promulgated all over your sites. Perhaps there wouldn't be so much hatred and disinformation. You have shown that. It drops just by one random act that you decided to take at the very last minute. I mean, really, honestly, the leadership at Facebook is pathetic. Sheryl Sandberg, Mark Zuckerberg, you guys are pathetic. You have, you make no, you, you make absolutely no reason about your actions. You could have done this a long time ago. You decided to do it now. Huh, I wonder who's going to be president now. Maybe this will make him happy. No, you've just shown him why you need to be shut down. You need to be shut down. Nobody needs what you have to offer. You've destroyed this country, and quite frankly, it's still happening right now. Well, and, and not just destroyed this country, de- de- destroyed democracies and across the I'm sorry, the one globe. more thing. They're little, they're little, Sheryl Sandberg, and Mar- we're going to get better. We're trying no, hard. We're are. working so hard. What? Who are you to say that? Follow the law. Follow the law that publishers have to follow. Follow the restrictions that anybody has to follow when they put something out in the public domain. Well, first of all, they are publishers. That's what they are. Wow. Wow. She actually said that Twitter and Facebook need to be shut down, that people don't need those two outlets for information. I find that unbelievably shocking. If it wasn't for Twitter, if it wasn't for Facebook, silencing the right and lying about uh, Trump, Joe Biden would have never even come close to winning. So why in the world, why on earth now is the left-wing media attacking Facebook and Twitter? And did you notice the little uh, thing across the bottom there? On MSNBC, it said that misinformation has dropped 73% since Twitter stopped uh, Trump's account, 73%. Now, I will say this. I think about 73% of statistics are lies, and they're made up on the spot. I just made that one up. Give me a break. Can you believe this type of crap? Thomas says they can... Uh, They cannot handle not controlling what the American people are allowed to see to include news on their own side. That's, Thomas, you nailed it. That's exactly, exactly the reason. There's momentum now. People are bailing from Facebook. They're bailing from Twitter. Millions a day. Their stocks are plummeting. And the media is jumping on that bandwagon because, and you'll see in this next clip that I'm about to play from CNN, and this guy that speaks, the dude on the right side of your screen that speaks, this guy is absolutely terrifying, the things that he's about to say. 
But there's a part that he says that just infuriate infuriates the people, the media on the left. And it's the fact that there are more people that are tuning into YouTube, independent journalists on YouTube during the day than CNN. And they are fed up with it. They want to be the ones who control the news. They expect that they, they want to be the only one. They want to monopolize media. And so they're taking this opportunity while the country is pissed off at Zuckerberg and, and Jack Dorsey. They want to take advantage of this opportunity to pile on to even go after them more. Now they know, they know in the back of their minds in reality that they cannot win elections without them. All they're trying to do is discredit them when it comes to media. I mean, Facebook, come on. Unbelievable. So, yeah, so Tom, you nailed it. That's exactly, exactly the right point. It's because they want to monopolize the media. That's why they have been going. See, back before uh, the Rush Limbaugh days, if you go back into, uh, I guess Rush started getting really popular in the late 80s, early 90s. But if you go before that, when the Democrats had the Fairness Doctrine, you couldn't have a conservative come on air and talk for three hours because then you had to have a liberal come on after and talk for three hours and nobody wanted to listen to it. So the the radio stations just didn't play, they didn't play conservative type stuff. They didn't have news or opinion going because the fairness doctrine prevented them from being successful at it. But you go back into the 80s, and it was ABC, CBS, and NBC, and a little bit of PBS who dominated the news. And they had uh, basically the New York Times and the Washington Post and the LA Times and all these left-wing newspapers that uh, just pushed the left-wing narrative. And then all of a sudden, the Fairness Doctrine under Reagan got destroyed, and poof, all of a sudden, Rush Limbaugh shows up. And now he's allowed to talk for three hours a day. He's allowed to actually inform people of the truth. He gets on and he talks conservatism for three hours, and people are just thrilled and they realize that they're not the only they're not the only person on the planet that doesn't think the way ABC, NBC, and CBS does. All of a sudden, there's some affirmation. There's a guy on the radio, national radio, that is saying everything they believe in. And then all of a sudden, you've got CNN popping up, and now you've got competition. You've got 24-hour news and other news stations. But but CNN was was still liberal. ABC and NBC and CBS were very liberal. PBS was very liberal. But you had someone like Rush who wasn't. And all of a sudden there was competition. And next thing you know, Fox News pops up because now now Rupert Murdoch knows that there's millions of people in the United States that are sick and tired of the left-wing press. They want 
they want media that reflects their ideologies and their beliefs. So Fox News takes off, and who tries to destroy Fox News from day one? Every single media outlet out there. Every left-wing media outlet tries to do everything they can to destroy Fox News. They even go as far as hiring women to try to coerce their biggest anchors, like O'Reilly and Hannity. They've got women on the inside that are trying to destroy those people. They tried everything they could to destroy Fox News. And be honest with you, Fox News wasn't even that conservative. Now, the, the people at night were. But you got to remember, Hannity, he wasn't just by himself. He was with a guy named Combs. or It was uh, Hannity and Combs. Uh, let's see here. Uh, just saw your StreamYard invite. Do you want me to jump on? Absolutely, Thomas. If you got it, come on in, buddy. If you want to join the conversation, I'd love to have you on the show. But Hannity was with Combs, and so it was back and forth. It wasn't just conservative. I believe Matt Drudge was actually on Fox News for a short period of time at night, and, of course, Bill O'Reilly. But you didn't. the rest of the news was just fair and balanced. If you watched it from a staunch conservative point of view, it wasn't always conservative. They had Shepard Smith in the middle of the day for a very long time. They had anchors that were coming on that were just reporting the news. And that's why Fox News just blew away the competition. They couldn't handle. The regular media could not handle competition. They want to be the monopolizers of the news. And then what happened? Then the internet took off. And independent journalists all around the country started popping up. The Drudge Report took off like crazy in other conservative outlets. And then they started saying that the not only did talk radio need to be shut down, they needed to silence people like Rush Limbaugh and Hannity and Levin and, and uh, the other big guys, including uh, the guy in the morning, Beck. They want to shut all those people down, but they couldn't do it. They just couldn't muster up the votes to shut these people down. And then they, they got wise. Not the left, but the, the right started building their own empires, building their own stations, building their own media outlets that can't be shut down. And that's why the left today is going after people like crazy. They want to monitor the internet just like communist China does. They want to shut down conservative voices just like Nazi Germany did. They want to burn books. They want to stop Andy Noe's book from coming out just like they did in Germany in the 30s. And now you've got AOC talking about insurrection and shutting people down, enforcing people out of Congress who don't vote like she does, claiming that people like Ted Cruz violated the oath of office to protect the United excuse me, the United States Constitution. I guarantee you Ted Cruz 
knows so much more about the United States Constitution than AOC could ever dream of because they're not interested. The only the only reason they study the Constitution is to find ways to get around the Constitution. That's why Obama referred to the Constitution as negative liberties or negative powers. In other words, the, the Constitution said what the government could not do. It didn't say what they could do. It said what they could not do. And that pisses people off like Obama and the left because they want to be able to do whatever the hell they want to be able to do. And the Constitution is constantly getting in their way. So AOC, give me a break. Ted Cruz could probably quote word for word more of the Constitution than you would be able to even read or understand. Let's not forget who you are, AOC. You graduated from a very highly distinctive university with an economics degree and the best job you could get was waiting tables. I'm not putting down people that wait tables for a living. Don't take my words out of context. All I'm saying is if you go to an elite college with an economics degree, but you can't get a better job than waiting tables, you got to scratch your head and wonder why. It's not what she chose to do. That wasn't what she wanted to do. And uh, what a floozy she was, by the way. What a floozy she was. Tom, I don't know if you're going to join the show, but you're welcome to, buddy. If you got the link, come on in. Uh, If you want to be a caller, the number is 602-475-2000. I also put the link in uh, in the comments. If you want to be on the show, you're welcome to do that. I'd love to have you on. I'd love to hear your opinions and your thoughts. So, yeah, so now the media, the left-wing media, is uh, bashing Facebook and Twitter. Unbelievable. Well, listen, I got to actually pay for this show, so I am going to run a quick ad. And let me bring it up real quick. I'll be right back. Give me 30 seconds to talk about the Espinoza Group a group within the real estate firm in Gilbert, Arizona. Sherry says, what many agents don't take into account is that it's not just the house itself that dictates how we go about marketing and selling it. That's why in my career in real estate for over 20 years, I've developed systems, processes, and resources specific to each different situation you might be in. Visit their website at www.azhomesbysherry.com that's azhomesbysherry, S-H-E-R-I dot com. Or you can visit their office at 1521 East Elliott Road, Suite Number 104, Gilbert, Arizona, 85234. Experience the difference. All right, we're back. This is the John Smith Show Live. Uh, we're live on, of course, our Facebook page, and our YouTube channel. The Facebook page is at The John Smith Show Live, or you can just search The John Smith Show on YouTube or go to Say What You Will Radio. Uh, So uh, we're just talking about the total hypocrisy. And I know it's probably overdone, but the hypocrisy on the left, the media, the the left is going to start eating each other but they're trying to make Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley out to be the the current enemy, right? Because Trump 
let's face it, he's not uh, he's not in politics anymore. He's not the president. Uh, as of uh, two days from now, he's no longer going to be the president of the United States. He's going to walk away, and rightfully so. There's nothing else that he can do uh, for the left or the right wing conspiracy theorists. There is not going to be martial law, right? Like that's been passed around. Uh, I don't know daily through Messenger on Facebook. That's just not going to happen. So don't you know stop sharing that type of stuff. It's not going to happen. Trump's not that type of person. He did everything he could. He tried to get the best lawyers to fight for him. He tried to get some people in Congress to fight for him. He tried to get the Supreme Court to at least listen, which they chose not to, which was a derelict of their duty. The Supreme Court completely let this country down. They should have allowed the Texas case to be heard, and they should have allowed Trump and his attorneys to get their arguments out there. But they chose not to do it. They, they chose to avoid the case, which is, which is completely ridiculous. And uh, like I said, a dereliction of duty on the, the, uh, yeah, the SCOTUS's part. Uh, anyway, so we're talking about all that type of stuff. Now, CNN, a quote-unquote disinformation expert, his name's Alex Stamos, had a conversation with Brian Stelter, a.k.a. George Costanza. And, uh, oh, there's Tom. Let's bring him on. Alex Stamos. What's up, buddy? Hey, John. How are we doing today? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Let me, uh, are, are you getting an echo? I, I just turned off. I was watching your feed over here. Oh. I still had that on, so maybe that'll kill it. There you go. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was just about ready to show a clip from uh, Alex Stamos. He's a disinformation expert. Right. And uh, he's talking to Brian Stelter. They discussed how communication companies need to be more proactive in preventing conservative news outlets and influencers from reaching people in a particularly Orwellian segment. Uh, So you got to listen to what these people, this dude says. Now it's the guy on the right side. He's talking to Stelter. Stelter's the fat guy in the middle. Looks a little bit like George Costanza, but I want to, I got to play this clip because you got to understand just how outrageous the media has become. And we know they have been, but now they're talking about just outright censorship. So check them out. Information crisis that has been perpetuated, in my view, by platforms like the one where used to work, Facebook. Information crisis that has been perpetuated, in my view, by platforms like the one where used to work, Facebook, as well as Twitter and others. It's really hard because what's happening is people are able to seek out the information that makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. And that is what's happening is that you know people have so much choice now. They can choose what their news sources are. They can choose what influencers they want to follow. Um, and, and they can try to seal out anything that qu- helps them question that. And th- I think that gets to a, a really core issue uh, with how our freedoms as Americans and, and the way we have treated press freedom in, in the past is being abused by these actors um, in that we have given a lot of leeway, uh, both in the traditional media and on social media, to people to have a very broad range of political views. And it is now in the great economic interest of those individuals to become more and more radical. And I think that one of the places you can see this is on the, the fact that you now have competitors to Fox News on their right, OANN yes. and Newsmax, which are carried by all the major cable networks. Um, who are trying to now outflank Fox on the right because the moment Fox introduced any kind of realism into their reporting, 
immediately a bunch of people chose to put themselves into a sealed ecosystem. And they can do that both on cable, they can do it online. Um, and that becomes a, a huge challenge of figuring out how do you bring those people back into the mainstream of fact-based reporting and try to get us all back into the, the same consensual reality. And can you, is that possible? Seems like that's an open question. It's hard. I mean, I, I think we gotta do a couple things. One, there needs to be a, a, an intentional work by the social media companies collaborating together to work on violent extremism in the same way they worked on ISIS. I was, when I started at Facebook in 2015, the number one challenge from a content perspective was the abuse of social media by the Islamic State. Um, and there was a, a collaboration between the tech companies and between the tech companies and law enforcement to make it impossible for them to use the internet to recruit and radicalize Young, mostly young Muslim men at the time around the world. Now we're talking about domestic audience in the United States. And the challenge is going to be partially that, you know, ISIS did not have a domestic constituency in the United States Congress, but there is over half of the Republicans in Congress voted to overturn the election. Um, and there will be a continual political pressure on the, yeah. the companies to not take it seriously. So I think first you have mm. to focus on those violent extremists and those companies have to be brave in that way. And second, we have to turn down the capability of these conservative influencers to reach these huge audiences. There are are people on YouTube, for example, that have a larger daytime, a larger audience than daytime CNN, and they are extremely radical and pushing extremely uh, radical views. And so it's up to the Facebooks and YouTubes in particular to think about whether or not they want to be effectively cable networks for disinformation. And then we're going to have to figure out the OANN and Newsmax problem. You know, that these companies have freedom of speech, but I'm not sure we need Verizon, AT&T, Comcast and such to be bringing them into tens of millions of homes. Um, I, I, this is, you know, allowing people to seek out information if they really want to, but not pushing it into their faces, I think is where we're going to have to go here. Alex and Chris, thank you both for, for looking ahead with us. There is so much. <laughs> How do you dissect this thing, right? <laughs> right. It, it's completely ridiculous. On one hand, I agree with his beginning statements, and we talked about this before, is that there are no news sources anymore. There's nobody out there just presenting the facts to anybody. Right. You know, it's yes, you are going to go out there and you're going to look for the news source that presents the, the so-called facts in the way that appeals to you. So in that case, he's right. But what he is talking about here is censoring those that do not agree with his viewpoint of the news we're being fed. Right. Which is completely ridiculous. I mean, so because the, the facts as they were presented, you don't agree with how they were presented, you can't present that anymore. I mean, exactly. that's complete censorship. That is completely dominating the media. Yeah, exactly right. Now, they're going after social media, right? It's unbelievable that they're going after social media because now that they've got their guy in office, they don't need them anymore. They don't need right. the Facebook. They don't need uh, Twitter and everybody else in, in YouTube trying to get their guy elected because they know, listen, <clears throat> they believe in their all of their, their souls and you know everything that Democrats are never going to lose elections again because they're going to make D.C. They're going to turn D.C. into a state, if not three. They're going to bring Puerto Rico in, and they know that they can get away with faulty elections. Right. It's never so in their mind, Democrats are never going to lose again. So why do we need these competitors? Why do we need Facebook? Why do we need YouTube to compete with us? And so they're actually talking about, I mean, they literally let the cat out of the bag and said that they are now going to try to put 
pressure on cable companies to no longer yeah. carry Newsmax and, and uh, One American News. Yeah, and that's the scary part right there. I mean, that's censorship to an extreme. I mean, now they're saying that we don't need Cox or Cable or Newsmax or any or any of these cable networks. We don't need all of them pushing the information to the American people. We only need a few. And which few are they going to pick? The ones that agree with them. Of course. I mean, this is really scary speech right here. Dude, I'm telling you, when I watched that clip, I couldn't believe it was real. I can't believe that the... What scares the hell out of me is that there are tens of millions of people that agree with this guy. Right. But, you know, here's where they're making a, I think they're making a mistake. And, and uh, conservative Texan, he says the left will eat their own. And, and this kind of goes along with that because I agree with him 100%. The young people, they don't want their social media messed with. The young people are not going to tune in to fat Brian Stelter and watch CNN News. They want everything on their phone. They want, they live and die by social media. If they don't get 15 likes today, they're heartbroken. And we're living in an age where people aren't even going to take the time to actually read the article. So the news sources can get their message out with just the headline, whatever that message may be. But then you go and actually read the article and the article makes absolutely no sense based on the headline, but they got their news out on Facebook or some kind of quick social media site by just that headline. They're not going to tune into these news networks. No, they're, they're going not. to, they're going to social media to see it. And they're only looking at the headlines. No, you're exactly right. Uh, kids today, they don't even turn the television on. They watch Netflix from their phones or their iPads. They, uh, you know, whatever they want to, whatever they do, they do on their mobile devices. I can't even tell you the last, or, or their, if they have a PC or whatever, I can't tell you the last time, that my daughter, who is, uh, you know, she's 21, that she's actually sat down in front of a television and watched a show. They just mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. And if, if the left is going to go after social media, I think that's going to do them more harm than good. I think they're making a huge mistake. But I think they're doing it because it's kind of a uh, last-ditch effort to try to become... not normal, but, uh, um, important again. Right. Because nobody watches CNN (laughs) and the advertisers are starting to realize this. They real, they're realizing with the NFL and there's a lot of NFL, uh, that are actually, you know, a lot of the advertisers are pulling out because they don't Mm want to pay the hundreds of thousands of dollars for a 30 second spot. Right. When, when nobody's watching. When nobody's watching. And that's going, uh, you know, that's true with CNN. These advertisers, they have done everything they can to try to support them. But to what, your own detriment? Right. You know, eventually and they're going to stop. Th- this could be the, uh, you know, the sun at the end of the horizon, you know, when Facebook finally realizes that, hey, maybe the conservative voices were right. You know, we stopped on the conservative voices. Now they're coming after us. We've done all the censoring we can on our end without being completely obvious. Well, I think they are being completely obvious about it, but, you know, they think they're not. They can uh, make up reasons why they're censoring certain voices. But now that they've done that, now the left is going to come after them saying, why didn't you do this earlier? And now they're realizing that they can just yell at any voice they want to. And maybe this is a turning point for Facebook and other social media sites to realize these guys really do want to stop free speech. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, when, when I saw that from MSNBC, when, when uh, Mika went absolutely apeshit on Facebook, I, I, I was like, oh my, like, what world am I living in? Because last week, Facebook was the hero. Right. And a week later. Them and Twitter. You know, hey, we banned President Trump from uh, being able to speak his mind anymore. We banned these people. The conservative voices are stopped. Everybody's cheering in the streets. And now CNN and mainstream media, now they're going after them saying they didn't do it soon enough. Yeah. And now they're doing it to kiss up to the new president. Right. Meanwhile, it was them who got the president elected in the first place. Exactly. You know, by hide, hiding the bunter, uh, the, the bunter, the Hunter Biden story and everything else. Right. I mean, if they want to play the, uh, you know, the media game and the ratings game, as far as who was watching what during the election, you know, Fox was killing them all. Right. Before the election. So if that's where they want everybody to get their news source from, President Trump would have won that election by a landslide, which, you know, is still up for debate, right? Yeah. But see, that was <laughs> but, last week. Right. So now they don't want to give Facebook or Twitter any credit for helping uh, Biden get elected into the presidency. Now they're going to start attacking them. And, and right. again, I think, I hope even they can see how dangerous their censorship has been and will become now that they're the ones being attacked. Yeah, I wonder. I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if they're going to look at it that way or if they're just going to, because let, let's face it, Jack and uh, Zuckerberg and all of them, they want to, they don't care if left-wing media gets destroyed. They don't care if CNN closes. They don't care if New York Times goes out of business. Right. Because it's all about them. They have the same exact mentality and all left-wing establishments or human beings do have that. You know, AOC saying that people on the right, that all we can do because we believe in supremacy, all we can do is act out in violence. I mean, she clearly hasn't picked up a history book. She's a complete buffoon. And how many Trump rallies have there been with hundreds of thousands of supporters and not one of them has ever erupted into violence? Actually, they're the ones getting attacked walking into the arena. Right. Absolutely. But we're the ones who are violent because of these idiots on January 6th, man, it's, it's such, it it is such a twisted, it's not reality whatsoever. The day after the Capitol attack happened, I call it the break-in because that's what it was. It was not an insurrection. It was a break-in and the people that were breaking in were not of the Trump mentality. Now a couple idiots from Trump follow them because they were caught up in the moment, but I don't believe Excuse me. I don't believe and, and, and it doesn't victimize them or anything like that. They, if they were that weak minded that they follow those idiots going in, I'm sorry, I'm going to put them in the same category with them. Me too. With I, the guys that win it. Exactly. So I, you right. know, you can't give the usual liberal cop out. Oh, they were just following the masses. No, you, you know, as a Trump supporter, you have your own mind. You make your own decisions. That's right. If you follow those idiots into the Capitol, I'm sorry, whatever comes down, comes down on you too. That's right. And the day after that happened, the day after the Capitol break in, every single conservative pundit I listened to the next day all said they all condemned it. They said Mm -hmm. this was wrong. You know, the people that did it are no different than Antifa and Black Lives Matter. This is not something that should be cheered on. This was a mistake. Right. Now, they also said that Trump isn't the one that incited it. 
because he wasn't. Right. You know, uh, you the media is lying about that too because they're not playing any clips of Trump's speech that would show that he incited the riot. Well, and they pulled all the ones of him talking about peace. They did everything they could to hide that, right? You're exactly right. right. So, so my point is this, and if I don't get lost, but the media, the people that are saying like AOC, that we thrive on violence in the only way a Trump supporter can, can uh, because we all believe in white supremacy, the only way you know that we can get our point across is through violence. They are the same ones that have been made, made excuses for Antifa and Black Lives Matter for the past nine months. Right. Every single one of them. When they were tearing down statues, Nancy Pelosi came out on the House floor and said, People will be people. They do what they do. Right. And she, she outright said, I don't know why there aren't these things happening all across the country. Maybe there will be. Maybe there should be. Those were her words. Yeah. You yeah. know, is that is that diffusing it or is that saying, oh, maybe we should go do more? That's right. In fact, she came out and she said, I believe it was her that said it. She goes, I can't believe there's not more. Yeah. More violence. You know, I'm... People are going to, you know, I'm surprised people aren't rising up. Right. Maxine Waters said all kinds of dangerous stuff like that. All kinds of politicians on the left were talking about that type of stuff. Like, hey, it's time to get pissed off. It's time to go riot in the streets. And when they did, none of them took any responsibility for it. None of them lost their accounts on Twitter. None of them got silenced on Facebook. And yet nine months later, people like AOC or they've got they've got the balls to come out and accuse Trump supporters of being that way. Right. Now, also, if you go in and look at any post that uh, shows those quotes or the video of them making those quotes, most of them, I don't think they've gotten them all yet, but most of them, the fact checkers have gotten to. And that fact check says that these words have been turned around to make it look like they were inciting violence. Gotcha. Interesting. So they didn't do that for any of the President Trump? No, of course Trump. not. And that's the thing. That's, you know, I don't I don't understand how people fall for it. That's what I don't get. I, I, I don't understand how people are so, but I guess they it, it's just been put in their minds since they were in kindergarten. And see, that's where the left, I, I don't, I hate to use the word, that's where they were smart. But that's where they were strategic by taking over education from kindergarten through the bachelor's degree and, and beyond that, you know, all the way right. through college. And you know, it's okay to use the word smart. I mean, you can go ahead and give them that, uh, that badge of honor because that was a smart move. And another thing that they did smartly is since president Trump has been in office, they have been united under one cause, one principle, and that is to get rid of president Trump. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you have to give them that credit. You can't take that credit away from them. They were united, they were smart, and they were strategic. That's right. Now, we have to get that way to get our country back. Exactly right. And and they are proof that they can act, you can actually change this country without being violent. But you've got to be smart. You've got to be involved. Parents, I mean, it's got to start at the the level of your, your HOA. And you've got to work all the way to the top. But you got to start... You know, on ground zero, you've got to talk to your congressmen. You've got to talk to your state legislators. You've got to talk to your senators. You've got to, and you've got to start, you know, pushing your kids 
direction, you know, if they want to be teachers, but they're conservatives, don't talk them out of it. Right. We've got to get more conservatives into education. Uh, we've got to get more conservatives into the media. We've, you know, that's, that's why I give like Rayleigh Klein all the, the, uh, you know, credit in the world for sticking through. I, you know, if I had the, you know, if I had hundreds or thousands of people at my college that wanted to freaking behead me in the guillotine, I don't know if I'd stick around, especially right. if I was from a state like Wyoming where I'm welcomed. But she put, you know, she's still at ASU. She's still in enemy territory. Right. And that's where yeah, we, and I agree. We've got to get more conservatives out there. They, they can't be afraid to go in these different careers. Uh, but when we're talking about teaching. I've mentioned before that your political affiliation should not be pushed on your students. You are there to all. teach them the facts of history, math, reading, and writing. If, if your students know what your political affiliation is, mm-hmm. then you have failed as a teacher. I agree. But listen to this. This, this. I'm glad the show went in this direction, the, the conversation, because there's a, actually an article. Uh, the headline is that a high school principal is now on leave after criticizing social media censorship. So is he pushing his right-wing agenda, or is he just simply saying that censorship is wrong? You know, you don't have to be a, a, a liberal or conservative to have that opinion. There's a lot of people that that just happen to disagree with censorship because they've seen what it's done to, to nations in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it says a, a high school principal has uh, been relieved of his duties, at least temporarily, after he criticized social media censorship on students this week. His name is Barton Thorne. He leads uh, Cordova High School in Tennessee's Shelby County Schools. He was critical of the riots at the Capitol. Okay, so he's already critical of that, which is right. fine. That's where you should be. You should be critical of the riots. But he objected to actions taken by several social media platforms. He said, it's what's going on with Twitter and Facebook and Google and Apple and their decision as private companies to filter and to decide what you, you hear and know about, he told his students. Thorne reportedly did not make the comments in defense of President Donald Trump, but rather of free speech. Right. And, and so now the know, school I, laid him off. Yeah. And, and that's a tough one um, because if he's giving his opinion on the issue mm-hmm. to his students and letting his views known to his students, he is not just presenting the facts and then asking them what they think. He is then pushing his views onto the students and students are still very, or I'm sorry, the teacher is still very influential to their students. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it should not have been, he should have presented the facts of what is going on, left his opinion out of it, and then asked his students what they think without giving his feedback. Unless he was asked a direct question by the students. You know, right. if you're asked that direct question, well, what do you think? Yes, go ahead and give your opinion, but this isn't about what I think. I want to know what you think. Right. So I'm still going to go the other way on this one and say, yeah, if your students know in this atmosphere, in a school atmosphere, what your political leanings are or on any subject – then yeah, but, you have failed as a teacher. Now, if he had posted this on uh, Facebook or social media, which I believe that's why Kylie was let go, right? Right. She had done it on, on her Facebook page, and they still let her go from the station, even though she never mentioned it on the station. That's completely wrong. But no, I do not believe that the teacher has the 
well, he needs was, to be carrying the direction. He's a principal, right? Right. He's not even a teacher. So it's not like he is in the classroom teaching. He's just talking to some of the kids and they were probably in a, just a discussion about it. I can't imagine that he walked in, pulled an assembly together and started spouting his opinion. I, he was probably, in, and I'll have to do a little more research, but he was just talking to a handful of students and, yeah. you know, the conversation probably came up and he was like, Hey, listen, you know, free speech is in the constitution. Right. He's stating a fact. It's dangerous when you quash or squash people's ability to share their free speech. Right. Now there, I'm going to agree with you. If it was a side conversation and it wasn't like he had control of the room, maybe students, he and students were talking on the side. It was an open conversation. Maybe students were asking that, him that question and he gave his opinion. Absolutely. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if he had them in a controlled environment where he's leading the session, then I think we have a different issue. And so the person that came out, uh, someone that worked for the district who actually was involved in his layoff or, you know, being being kicked off, being kicked out of his job. His name's Michael Lowe. He's with the district's Office of Equity and Access, said sometimes people need to, quote, temper back their comments in emotionally charged situations. He went on to say individuals who are inciting violence should be removed, Foreign told the commercial appeal, referring to social platforms. So now he is doing exactly, exactly what the principal did. He's right. coming in and he's sharing his opinion Yep. And saying that anybody, you know, you need to temper back during emotionally charged situations and anyone who individuals who are inciting violence. And that's what the left now is leaning on. If you notice all the left, the politicians and, uh, you know, the, the people that run these big tech companies, they're all saying that it's people that are inciting violence. So they're, they're saying that it's no different than someone that yells, you know, fire in a crowded theater. You're not allowed to do that. So you shouldn't be on a, on a social platform that incites violence. Well, who determines who is and who isn't inciting violence? Exactly. And like you said, the, uh, the friend of the principal was saying, you need to tone it back in an emotionally charged situation. So, I mean, that's such a broad term. Everybody's going to be emotionally charged about something. Where sure. do you draw the line of when you have to stop your speech? But isn't that when when people typically speak up, when they're under an emotionally charged situation? It's Martin Luther King Day for crying out loud. Did he not, was he not emotionally charged? Should Should Martin Luther King, should he have tempered it back? Absolutely not. No, come on. Absolutely. Exactly yeah. right. So yeah, you're right. It's a double-edged sword, and, and it's a, a hypocritical one at that. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable that you can say he was terminated because he voiced his opinion, and then turn around and voice your opinion. It just happens to be the liberal narrative. So he get the administrator gets away with it. Right. Right. It's just unbelievable. I, I just. I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know a year from now where we're going to be. If it's already been this bad, where are we going to be a year from now, Tom? And we haven't even changed presidencies yet. No. The, 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 the liberals aren't fully in charge yet. And look what's already happening. I mean, we, we talked about it last time, this, this uh, avenue of uh, 
you know, censoring free speech. And we can have the argument about whether it's it's legal to do it on, you know, social media platforms, privately owned companies, fine. But if you're seriously okay with it because it fits your narrative, you need to see what's coming next. Right. I mean, you really have to look in the future and see what's coming next. And we saw it today with your CNN clip. I mean, she wasn't talking about, you know, Twitter, you know, they need to censor more or they need to get rid of more conservatives. No, she was saying Twitter and Facebook need to get shut down. <laughs> right. That's insanity, dude. Right. She just turned anybody that's under 30 years old will never pay attention to that lady if they ever did in the first place. Right. I, you know, I yeah, feel like right. it's a desperation move. Like they're, you know, grasping at straws to try to figure out ways to, to re-monopolize the media. And I just think that was right. a, just a boneheaded move. And it's, yeah. it almost feels like CNN and MSNBC are almost colluding to try to build this narrative against Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And that'll be interesting to see what comes yeah, with I, that. I'll sit back and watch and laugh every minute of it. Right. <laughs> I mean, hey, guys, we told you. This is the direction it's going. Now, Come, come join our side. <laughs> yeah, free exactly. speech. Welcome to the conservative <laughs> party, right? Unbelievable, man. Uh, I don't even know. You know, I just, I, I just, I, I can't imagine where we're going to be a year from now. You know, I mean, Biden's already talking about overturning a ton of uh, what, uh, you know, what Trump has done in the past four years. The economy is right. going to crap itself. Yeah. Taxes are going to go through the roof. We're going to lose our Second Amendment freedoms to an extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we might be able to buy all the guns we can because, well, that's in the Second, you know, Second Amendment. But we won't be able to afford to put bullets in the chamber. Right. Uh, you know, and uh, it's just there's so many bad side effects of what what's going to happen over the next two years. I I don't know, man. I, I just I can't imagine it's going to be any better. And that's why I asked at the very top of the show, I don't know when you came in, but you know, I want to know, I want to hear from just die in the, die in the wool uh, Democrats. How is the Biden administration and the Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer? How are what are they going to do to make America better? What are they going to do to make the economies better? I know they're going to be talking about all oh, the green new deal. Everybody's going to be, you know, have a job building windmills. Right. But that's not sustainable. It's just, it just isn't. <laughs> Let's not forget. We got to stop the cow farts, right? <laughs> um, you know, they're already spending millions and millions of dollars to try to figure out how they can use cow methane to turn it into positive energy. Like over in California, they actually like where the cows hang out. Mm-hmm. They have whatever, up in the ceiling that can actually catch and turn <laughs> turn farts into, <laughs> into into power, dude. I'm, I'm just telling you, like, it's, <clears throat> you know, yeah, it's hey, more power to them if they can figure out a way. Outstanding, you know. Let, let's yeah. let's keep the let's keep moving toward that green energy. I mean, I, I think we all want it. We all want a better atmosphere for for ourselves, for our kids. But you can't destroy our big energy at this point. Yeah. You know, you just can't, you know, there, there is a time when they can hopefully come together and figure it out. You know, these hydrogen batteries or these uh, uh, electric cars, they're not the answer. They're the, uh, 
they're the face of the answer, but if you actually see what goes into actually building those batteries and disposing of those batteries, they put out more emissions than our gasoline engines do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to build a windmill and Rob has a good point. It will be better, but just for them. Exactly. <laughs> Until it isn't. Until it isn't better for them, you know, and then they'll, they'll wake up and it'll be too late. But just what it takes to build a windmill, the amount right. of electricity and the amount of steel and everything that it takes to make a windmill, the windmill will never recoup the amount of energy no. it took to build the windmill itself. And I don't care how many cows are farting today. They're never going to run a 747 <laughs> off of cow farts. I doubt they'll drive a smart car off a cow fart. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you know, have you ever driven through the uh, the valleys in California, um, like in the south, you know, in, in through the mountains, and you've seen these massive wind farms oh, yeah. out there? You know, That's how many times have you been by those wind farms and actually seen those windmills turning? No, because I, I actually read about that. I was like, how come so many, like over in, uh, you know, right off the 10, if you're heading to LA, it's like right off the 10, you can see all those windmills. And I said, why is it that half of them aren't turning? So I, of course I Googled it. It's because once they break down, it is so extremely expensive to fix them. Mm -hmm. They don't have the money to fix them. So it's just and the gonna... amount of wind it takes just to get one to start turning. Right. You can't get that constant wind flow, even in those valleys, you're not going to get it. No. No, but a lot of them, they, they have a short shelf life. And once they're dead, they're dead. Right. And they're just a, it's just going to be a big windmill graveyard eventually. It's in the amount of wildlife they kill too. They kill birds like crazy. Right. And, uh, you know, just but like Trump brought up, he was cr a crazy man. <laughs> and then all these articles started coming out about, yeah, it, it, it is actually killing birds. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's killing all of them or it's killing the majority of them or anything like that. But yes, it is actually killing birds. Right. But you isn't know, so that why we want to clean up? Out of his ass. Yeah. We want to clean up the environment so that it's safer. But yet these things are whacking the, the birds out of the sky, like by thousands a day. Yeah. Just, it's just unbelievable. And there's, you know, they're just hypocrites. I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. I don't know how long, how much longer I can even do this type of stuff because it, it, I, I don't know what the solutions are. And I want, you know, I want this show to be about solutions, but you've got to, right. you know, you've got to get a handle on the problem first, but the problems are changing so drastically every single week, every single day. It's like, you can't catch up, you know? Right. I don't know. I, I think the solution is eventually trying to find common ground. I, I do a lot of posting and I try to find that common ground, you know, a lot of times in, in jokes and stuff, you got to have, but you got to find that common ground to open the dialogue. Right? right. And I'm really thinking that this new attack from the left on Twitter and Facebook, as far as shutting them down, you know, even the left has to sit there and look, go, wait a minute, how much free speech are they really trying to kill here? I'm right. hoping that this might lead us into that common ground. Now, this might be a complete pipe dream. I don't yeah. know. But in order to have those conversations to get to a place where we can at least somewhat agree on at least one thing, start there. Find that one common ground and you build from there. That's what we have to do. But we are both so polarized right now, I don't see it happening anytime soon. No, I don't either. And that's the difficult thing because the left, they don't want to debate. 
Right. They, they don't. No, they'll want, shut you down. They'll shut you down. They'll block you. It's so simple for, uh, you know, because they only feel comfortable around other left wingers. Mm-hmm. And the minute you challenge, and that's like any cult. And that's what the left is. The left is a cult. And the minute you challenge what they believe in, they shut you down. They don't want to hear it. And they, and it becomes very personal. There was a guy on Facebook and he posted something about uh, conservatives not wanting people to have a fair living wage. Right. You know, um, so he made it more about conservatives attacking people like restaurant workers and, you know, uh, low paid government job people, whatever, you know, because we, we oppose the $15 an hour. So I posed a question to him. I said, why are you stopping at $15 an hour? Why not $20 an hour? Why not $30 an hour? Hell, let's pay everybody a thousand dollars an hour. Why, why are you trying to prevent people from making more money? Why are you stopping them at $15 an hour? Right. Simple question. Great question. Why stop there? His response was, well, I only, I, I only want to see people have a fair living wage. Obviously, that's liberal speak, right? Right. So because, did he give his opinion of what a fair living wage was? Is $15 an hour the, the cap? And has that been his cap this entire time? Or was it fed to him by some liberal bureaucrat? And that's what it is. That's what it is. They, they're they told by whoever they believe are the people, the smartest people in the world. And it could be... Uh, their college professor or it could be whoever that's feeding them this $15 an hour narrative. But when I question him, I didn't challenge him on, no, there shouldn't be a minimum wage because that's what he's prepared for. That's the argument yeah. he wants to have. My question was, well, why are you, why are you stopping them? Why stop there? Why not give them more? And he really couldn't answer the question. And so other people got into uh, an argument and I was told by a family member to back off because <laughs> Of, uh, of of other situations, but I just wanted to, because his response was, they need a fair living wage. My question is, well, who are you to determine what the fair living wage is? Because if, if 15 grand, that equates to about $31,000 a year, I couldn't live off that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could. I couldn't run my home off of $15 an hour. Right. You're, you know, he said there's no reason why people should have two or three roommates just so that they can have a roof over their head. And so that's, I responded, well, then why not pay them $100 an hour so they can live large? <laughs> why stop? Unless you move to California, I think $100 an hour is still minimum wage out there. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, in all seriousness, uh, we got a couple things to catch up on here, too. Rager Rob says, the answer to the problem is already documented. How do we recover from the Great Depression, a free market? There you go. But that's the economic if problem. The left, if you ask the left, it was the uh, uh, big new deal. That's right. That yeah. It was a socialist program that got us out of it. Yeah, exactly right. It was also a war, a second war. Right. Right, because we sent half of our workforce overseas, so that automatically created a lot of need for work here in the United States. Uh, He says, step back government, let free market get us back up and running. Just Yeah, but it's not, and I understand where Rob's coming from, but Mm -hmm. it's not, I mean, we know 
we know the solutions, but I'm not talking about economic solutions. I'm talking about how do you get people on the left to understand what the real solutions are? Because right. the left, if you try to talk Adam Smith in, in uh, you know, uh, the free market, they're, they're not going to listen to Adam Smith. They want to listen to Karl Marx and they want to believe right. in socialism. So how, that's the question is how do you fix, how do you get people to understand what actually works? Yeah. And I love how the left right now, you know, since we're on the economic question in the free market, I love how the left is so pissed off right now about Amazon, Walmart, big box stores, all the rich people getting richer and the poor people getting poorer. Well, there's a simple answer to that. You shut everybody else down except for the big guy. Right. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I, I just, you know, like how do, how are conservatives going to get, and this is the, this is the question, Rob, how are conservatives going to get the control back, the power back? I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. Somehow we've got to make them see that because their, their media is just, totally brainwash them into thinking, well, we keep saying the words, we're, we are all the ist, we're racist, we're, we're sexist, we're all the phobes, we're homophobic, we're xenophobic. You know, that's what they've been preached. We're just evil. We're just evil. Mm-hmm. You know, let's take the, uh, this last election, simple example or easy example, right? We had questions about the elections. People brought up interesting cases that we wanted answers to. And legitimate, by the way legitimate questions that we just wanted the answers to, mm-hmm. but nobody would hear them out. So all of a sudden the left is just telling them, Oh, they're, they're, they're the ones that are brainwashed. They're the ones that are, uh, what, what are they? Trumpsters is what they're calling us now, I guess, or have been. So we're, we're, we're Trumpsters. They're brainwashed. They, they, they want to take over the country. They don't want to, they don't want to listen to the results of the, the, of the election. Well, Hey guys, for the last four years, you guys have been challenging the results for the last four years. Yeah. They started but the hashtag, not my president. Our voices heard without being the evil guy? Well, like any cult, you always have to have the evil side of things, right? Right. And that's who, you know, that's, that's who the evil people are. That's us, the people that actually believe in the founder's vision of this country. We believe that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to replace the Constitution with anything. I want no, the Constitution left alone. I want the country to follow and live by the Constitution. I want people like AOC, who says that, uh, you know, uh, Ted Cruz didn't take his, you know, his uh, vow, you know, he swore to protect the Constitution. She's saying that he, you know, broke that vow. No, no, no. Right. But she can't say how he broke it. He just broke that vow because it makes a good talking point. Yeah, exactly right. But I bet she couldn't even name two of the two of the first ten amendments. I guarantee she it. She has no idea what's in that constitution. No, and I guarantee she you, Ted Cruz could. Yeah, Ted Cruz could probably quote from the preamble all the way through. I guarantee you, he knows what every single amendment is in the United States Constitution. I guarantee it. He knows it inside right. and out. And that's as a conservative, that's mm-hmm. all we want. We just want our country to be as our founders envisioned it to be, which was a free country to do the very best you can. You've got one shot at it. We want to give you the freedom to go out and do the best you can. 
And hopefully Absolutely. the next generation after you will do better and so on and so forth. But all of this left-wing socialism crap, that flies in the face of the United States Constitution, the same one that she was supposed to swear allegiance to. Right. And you can't yeah. be a socialist and a backer of the Constitution at the same time. You can't. Right. You know she's not going to attack free speech right now. <laughs> right. She's not going to use free speech as a as a catalyst. <laughs> no. Unbelievable, man. She's just unbelievable. And the, and the sad thing is that she keeps getting elected and her popularity continues to rise. I could not believe she was real. I mean, that was probably the most, the biggest disappointment of the entire election cycle. I mean, this woman lost New York City millions of dollars. Yeah. From Amazon, right? Yeah, she blocked Amazon from coming in. Yeah, yep. Right. She stopped hundreds of high-paying jobs coming into New York. Right. And she was praised a hero and reelected. I don't get it. And that see, that's th the same idiot that was on Facebook that was demanding $15 an hour. They're the same people that stop Amazon from coming in and actually paying people right. legitimate salaries. I mean, you can start right. at Amazon today and I believe they start yet about 18, $19 an hour. That's better than $15 an hour. Right. And if you live in New York, you're still going to have about four or five roommates just to survive. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but you try to argue with them and you just can't, you can't get through to them. And that's, that's why they want to silence what it all boils down to. That is why they want to silence the right because they cannot debate the right. They can't, right. they don't have the answers. Uh, let's see. Ashley is in the room. Uh, she says, it's scary, isn't it? Anything Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer say uh, and them say is, is to the left. Everything we asked for in regards to election, we have the right constitutionally. Not to mention, uh, she says, never has a Republican won without objections, but they truly believe the pure evil at the top and refuse to do their own research into things. It's incredibly disheartening. And she's right. 100% yeah. of everything she just said is right. Absolutely. Yeah. And the media is not going to bring up the times that the Democrats have questioned the Republican uh, winning because it does not fit their agenda. Right. You know, they don't want to show, oh, hey, this has been done a hundred times before. These guys aren't doing anything new. They have questions. Let's get them answered. That wouldn't fit their agenda. Again, they just want to treat us as these guys are evil. They don't want to accept the election results. They want to overturn the country. It goes from overturning a presidency or questioning a presidency to overturning a presidency to overturning the country. Right. Did you happen to see the uh, fire that broke out near the Capitol? Did you, were you watching the news today? No, I was at work today, bud. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. So, so there was a fire and uh, we were, my wife and I were watching the news and they showed this big fire burning under the, under a bridge, like a, uh, like an interstate just outside of, DC and it was kind of close to the Capitol. Well, the Capitol locked down and they, they went oh. over the bullhorn and they're like, you know, please exit the Capitol, the blah, you know, it's scary, dude. Talk about Orwellian, this huge mm -hmm. loud speaker system, just right. like, you know, so I'm watching it 
And I said, I said to my wife, I said, you can see like stuff under there, under the bridge. It looks like a freaking homeless camp that caught fire. That's exactly what it wanted to be in. That's exactly. I was dying. I saw the article and I pulled up the article and I said, I said, Shell, you're not going to believe this. I said, that fire under the bridge was a homeless camp. And she goes, no, she goes, oh my God, that's what you said. I said, well, you could tell, you could tell by what, and meanwhile, the media is like, oh my God, the Trumpers, the Trumpers are trying to, you know, cause havoc two days before the, the, uh, whatever the swearing in ceremony, which by the way, did you know there's more national guard in DC for the swearing in ceremony than there are troops in Afghanistan and Iraq combined? John, you just stole my next talking point. Literally. <laughs> you just stole my next talking point. <laughs> great, great minds, buddy. Great minds. <laughs> there are 2,500 troops in Iraq. There are 2,500 troops in, in Afghanistan. Total of 5,000 troops in yeah. countries where they're still trying to kill us. Right. And there's, there's what? 20, 25,000? Yeah, there's something like that. Right Unbelievable, dude. In Washington, D.C. Now, they've put up all these barricades. They've got... 20,000 troops walking around. They swore in 2,000 to actually be temporary U.S. Marshals. I saw that one. Yeah, they've been given the right to uh, shoot to kill so that their guy can stand up and not have any opposition so that he can give a speech to his followers. Yep. I don't know about you. But I've never seen that happen in a democracy before. Anytime that ever well, happens. Worst in this country that's never happened. No. No, it happens in Cuba. It happens in communist China. It happens in Iraq. It happens in Stalinism. It happens in Nazism. It doesn't happen in the United States of America. Yet that's exactly what's happening. And millions of people, tens of millions of people think it's perfectly okay that this is And it's all for visualization to show how evil and how scared they should be of the Trump supporter. Unbelievable. Ashley says, how do you guys feel in regards to Trump having any more options? I don't think there are any, Ashley. There's only two days left. He's not going to declare martial law. I mean, that, that big rumor went around, you know, spread around Facebook and all that other crazy stuff. You know, you know, this guy sitting in his car and uh, he knew everything that was going to happen. You know, he, he had the inside scoop. Give me a break. Right. And says, I, I, I kind of want to address that too, John. And, and I try to, you know, I, I want to show both sides here where, where sometimes we're in the wrong too. Okay. So we saw the conservative media posting that uh, Donald Trump was going to declare martial law. We've seen these videos of, military trucks on trains. Um, we've seen we've seen just a lot of different videos about, you know, troops in, you know, these cities around the U.S. Mm-hmm. But also think about this. We saw these same things when Obama was leaving. We saw the, uh, the FEMA camps that were being set up. Right. We were told that he was going to declare martial law. We were, we were shown, uh, you know, uniformed U.N. troops in our nation and all this other stuff. You know, that's one thing you have to remember. Even the conservative media, all media wants ratings. The only way they get right. ratings is to 
the feeling out of you. And the feeling they're mostly going for is the feeling of fear. So they're going to push that. The left and the right. No, you're exactly so, right. But I don't know who pushes this stuff, though. My question is, where does this stuff originate? That's you know, a great question. You know, we, we don't know. We don't know if this is being, you know, if it originates from, from the Russians. We don't know if the Chinese are involved. We don't know if the Ukrainians are messing with us. We don't know if North Korea is doing this type of crap. We don't know. We don't know who this guy is that's sitting in his car that supposedly has all the inside information that Trump is going to do this. Trump's going to do that. They talked about Mike Lindell, the my pillow guy coming out of the White House, and he had all kinds of information on a piece of paper that the media was able to able to zoom in in on, and uh, saying that you know Trump was going to declare martial law, that the election wasn't over, that Trump's going to be our president for the next four years. The my pillow yeah. guy. The my yeah. pillow guy, the Giza sheets guy, information, a piece of paper to carry out with my pillow. Yeah, on the open, <laughs> on top, right <laughs> to the Giza sheets guy, right? Right. Come Maybe on. Maybe that was the free gift after he ordered two or more. <laughs> I, you know, and people fall for this. You know, I've even had people send me like direct message message through Facebook. They're like, "Oh my god, you got to watch this." What do you think? I'm like, people, this isn't happening. Like, stop, stop it, right? I know everybody is terrified of Biden coming in, me, myself. I, I, you know, there's people on Facebook now that are saying, I hope Biden turns out to be the most successful president in the world. You know, these conservatives, they're like, I got to back Biden because he's my president. And I get you're, you're trying to take the, the high road. I get it. But I don't want a socialist to succeed. I hope he <laughs> fails miserably. So people stop so that they, they don't give the Democrats any, any more, you know, uh, favor in this country. Oh, I got a caller coming, calling in here. All right, go ahead. You're on the John Smith show. Hi, it's Ashley. Oh, Ashley. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I just didn't have enough comment room. So I wanted to call in because what I wanted to say with the whole thing was I agree with you that I see a lot of people saying stuff like that about, you know, what, wait a little bit longer, hold the line, it's not over, Trump's got this. And mm. I agree that it's gotten a little too far, and I feel like it's almost gotten a little cultish. I even had to tell my mom the other day, she was telling me all these conspiracies, and I had to tell her mom, remember, he's not God. We only have one God, and it doesn't mean that our movement's over. Conservatism is still something we should spread and abide by, but Trump isn't the end-all, be-all. Right. But I've noticed a lot of people, a lot of comments I see, like, I mean, so many, to where a lot of conservative speakers that I watch, if they even say remotely, like, hey, guys, this is getting a little too far. I really don't see it happening, but maybe, you know, hopefully, but I don't see it. They'll all unsubscribe. They'll go crazy in the comments. It's, it got, it's gotten a little crazy almost. Well, it is. It is, and you're exactly right, Ashley. But it, it, at some point in time, you've got to say, we're losing. Trump is yep. done. Now, we've got to rein in the troops Let's here. Let's say that Trump has lost the presidency. He's not done yet. Well, that's he's right. That's what I mean. He's out there for a very long time to come. And he's going to be some, yes. somebody that the left wants to silence for a long time. But, yeah, as far as a path to the presidency right now, no. I'm sorry, guys. I love Absolutely. President Trump. I love him from the top, from from the time he came down the escalator. Mm -hmm. But at this point, yep. 
he has pulled everything we can, or we have pulled everything we can. He has done everything he can. It's time for a peaceful transition of power and then keep it on those in power. That's right. And, and that's what we have to do. And when I, when the Supreme court turned down the, uh, the Texas case, I knew it was over because mm-hmm. I knew the fix was in there. If, if the Texas case, which had by far the most evidence and the most, the highest chance of getting anywhere, the minute that was turned down, it was over. And I knew Trump was not going to be the guy that's going to declare martial. He doesn't want to go down in history that way. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Because I was wondering about that. I was like, you know, I've heard that a lot. I think it's just a rumor. And I talked to um, Logan about it. And he said, you know, that sets a different president. Like, that's something. It's kind of like the impeachment. Impeachment used to be such a big deal. And now it's, I mean, twice in a year. And now there's other people on our side going against Joe Biden. It's just back and forth. He's like, so the minute he does that, it's kind of giving them what they want to say, hey, see, we told you. And it sets that precedent in the future. Right. And I don't know. If it's I agree. My, uh, I don't know if it's my military background or the, the the way I speak or or anything like that. But I get a lot of calls from a lot of my friends on a lot of this radical stuff that's going out there. Um, I had yes. a buddy of mine call me the other night, and he, he's like, "Hey, Tom, you know, you know, have you heard about this? What do you know about this?" And he sends me this email, and I'm not going to lie, it's or not this email, but he sends me a, a screenshot on Messenger. And I'm not going to lie, if you read it, it's scary. It makes it sound like, hey, this country's in civil war as of right now. Mm -hmm. The fact Mm -hmm. is, it's just not true. We need to stand our ground in our principles. We don't need to be tugging the line, because right now, you don't even know where the line is. Right? Yep. And with that, too, I agree. Because with me, I actually got in that rabbit hole of, there's certain people I watch, including you, John. And that's where I get my information. I know that it's, it's straight and it's as accurate as it's going to be. And I got into parlor and I got in that rabbit hole of, I mean, I wasn't even sleeping. I was so <laughs> frightened and I would talk to Logan. And one day I came home and I was practically in tears. And I was like, look at this. Like, look what they're saying. Look at this. And he goes, who even is that? I was like, I don't know, Logan. Like, that's not the point. Read it. <laughs> and he's like, well, no, hold on. He's like, now you're just reading things. Yeah. And it went from going to sources I knew to just obsessing and being so so scared it's true there's these things out there that make you scared it's meant to but it's like you said it's not over for the whole conservative movement in a sense and still like i believe trump is going to get into like the media aspect and taking culture is going to be the biggest deal i don't know if you guys saw ben shapiro made a movie like there's so many different Mm -hmm. ways to do this but i don't believe that we're gonna get that far either and i just I hope if whoever's listening to calm down because it's going to be okay, man. Like, God has a plan for all of us. That Trump is not the Messiah. He can only do so much. Right. And I, I mean, we just got to keep trucking on. So We do, and we just need to keep fighting the good fight. We need to educate our young ones on what it means to be an American and why our country is so fantastic and always has been. You know, now, And we can't let our young people fall for the America has always been bad, that America yep. is founded on white supremacy, that America was founded on homophobia, America was found, you know, on all these negatives. We've got yep. to teach our young people the truth. We need to learn and understand the Constitution to defend the Constitution. It's yep. no different than the Bible. You know, you shouldn't go and try to, uh, to uh, evangelize to people without reading the Bible pretty dumb. Exactly. Right. You're going to, you're, you're going to get taken down 
because yep. the enemy knows how to use it against you. And it's yep. the same with the Constitution. It's the same, you know, as far as the founder's vision of this country. If you don't know it, that's your fault. You've got to take the time to understand <laughs> the truth about this country so that you can defend this country. Yeah, because like you said, both are the same in which you can take the words and turn it into your own narrative of what that means. That's right. And I never right. thought as a mom, like I never envisioned, you know, I just didn't think about teaching patriotism. That just wasn't on my top list of things. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because, you know, I only the last year or two got involved, involved in politics. And it's something that I talk to Carter about every day. When he started online school, one of the first things I bought for equipment, and this is very true, I went and bought an American flag. I was like, he's going to learn the Pledge of Allegiance. We're going to do it at at the house, whatever we got to do, because he needs to understand that this is the, the greatest country ever. Mm -hmm. And we're so blessed to be here and that it's not oh, this yeah. evil thing. I don't want him growing up like that. No. And you know what? One of the things that uh, I should have done for my kids, but thank God they both turned out to be, you know, they, they love the country and they're, and Very they love, much. and they love God. But one of the greatest things, the experiences that I had was actually going into Mexico and seeing what a uh, non-democratic country is. Oh, to, yeah. To see firsthand. Tom, I'm sure you saw sh stuff that would would blow people's minds of how yeah. the rest of this world is. Yeah. Yep. You know, all you got to do is see it and smell it firsthand, mm -hmm. and you know. Like, when I was down, uh, it was just outside of Rocky Point, you know, once you get off of the, the nice Americanized side of Rocky yeah. Point and you go yeah. into you go into Mexico and you see people that are living in dirt floors and their homes are made out of cardboard that they've dug out of dumpsters and yeah. their electricity consists of a two hundred foot orange extension cord that's that's uh, heartbreaking that's plugged into somebody else's that's plugged into somebody else's and so on down the line. They don't they just crap in the, in the dirt and the sand. They've got raw sewage running. That's what it's like Yep. to live in a non-Americanized country. Right. Yep. And you can and spend. That they don't show a lot. That's the problem. That's right. Now, John, like Cuba, people talk about vacationing in Cuba, and there's people that go there just to show this is not what you think it is. No, exactly right. Go ahead, Tom. So now that you've just painted that great picture of Mexico and what a non-free society looks like. How bad is it that the president of Mexico, left-wing president of Mexico, comes out against the censorship of President Trump on Twitter? Yes. What does I that tell you? I said that today. Yes. You know, a lot of these foreign, in fact, Merkel did too. Right. But, we talked about that the last time. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, Merkel's point was it shouldn't be a private company that's allowed to do that. It should be the government who censors people. So oh, God. not a good that's argument. Not the greatest argument. Yeah. Not the greatest. Not the, a bad example. Yeah, yeah. Not the best example. But I don't know as far as the president of Mexico, if that was the same point that he was making, or yeah. did they actually oppose censorship? See, I didn't hear the exact well, thing either, so. but I did hear that, that he actually came out in defense of Trump specifically with it. And, the fact that, you know, it's like people say, everyone says he's a dictator and stuff, but dictators and fascists, they don't get silenced. They silence. So, I mean, Boom, there you go. Something, 
so different. I mean, again, we live in a beautiful place where you can come out and say, I mean, I got into a debate with my sister who happens to be like an AOC fan, for example. Oh, and I, I told her, I was like, think about it this way. I was like, you are blessed enough to be able to say the words, I don't like that president and live. Like there's many places that you get caught saying something bad about them. Like it's not, you'll get slaughtered. Like it's not a thing. And here it's such a fine line, of course, because they get to do stuff like this, but they don't either. So that's why I'm a little confused. I wanted to ask before I let you guys get back to it. How does that work with censors? I mean, free speech and everything, of course, but even with all that aside, obviously we live in a free society where you can come out and speak that you don't like the president, you're not a fan, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you would think that there'd be a line, I get it, because, again, the whole dictatorship type line. But how can you just come out? I mean, just scary time when you, you can't even be in contact with your own president. Like, not directly, but, you know, I, I just, is there a law against that at all? I mean, I doubt it, but how does no. that work? No, that's the beauty of, of, of living in this yeah. country. You can speak out against anybody you want to, or at least you used to be. Now we're hiding yeah, under you know, private enterprise, you know, um, what is it, 230? Uh, or is it 320? 230, 220, 230 yeah. Section yeah. 230, yeah. You know, now, now we're hiding under that to where there's a uh, private entity that gets to dictate how much you get to speak against somebody. So your right is still protected under the government. I could go out yeah. on the street corner and I could sit there and call Biden every freaking name in the book. Nobody can come yeah. arrest me. Nobody can stop me from doing that unless the cops want to pull the, hey, you don't have a permit to be here. And I start drawing a crowd, right? Yeah. So we still have that right. And that is the beauty of this country is that we have that right to be able to say what we want. But yeah. now we're falling under the the free enterprise issue with these large corporations and the laws yeah. that protect them for censoring what we're allowed to talk against. Right. Exactly. It's like that whole, like your rights don't trump my rights thing. Right. Like the free right. speech, like I have the right to free speech, but I don't have the right to silence yours either. That's where right. I was, yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah. And the left is hiding behind the fact that, and everybody says, well, they're a private company. They can do whatever they want to do. They're private. However, if I own a restaurant and I say uh, no blacks are allowed into my restaurant, I will get shut down by the government. I am not permitted to not let Crimple people on in. Right. Yeah. I'm not allowed to not let people in based on their sex or, you know, their gender, their sexual orientation, their race, their, you know, all those things yeah. are protected. You cannot. Yeah not allow certain people into your establishment because they say it's a public establishment, even though it's privately owned, it's yeah. meant to serve the public. And that's no different than Twitter or Facebook or anything else. So how they make that argument is outrageous. If I said liberals are not allowed into my establishment, it's a privately owned establishment. I yeah. would get, I would get shut down. I would well, it's get, like that whole thing. They say, if you don't like it, you know, make your own. Then, like that whole thing with Amazon and everyone now, you know, shutting down parlor and everything. Now I think they might, I'm hoping might start having to answer to some people because it's getting a little much. Well, yeah. I mean, think about the fact when they came across and, and they passed all these laws that you can't smoke in a bar anymore. Yeah. What happened to that? It's my establishment. If you don't like it, build your own. 
No, yeah. that's not what they did. They passed a law that states that you cannot smoke in any indoor, you know, place. Exactly. Well, let's take it. Let's take it broad scale here. Okay, if every business has the right to dictate how they want to run their business, every small business in America should be open right now, despite COVID or not. Amen. They have that right to make there the decision whether or not to open. There yeah. you go. And if you don't like it, go build your own. Right. Yep. right. It doesn't apply. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't come. Don't stay home. If you want to stay home, yep. stay home. I mean, that Tom, that's that's a, that's a drop the mic moment right there. You drop the mic. Exactly. And, and... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you guys get back to you. And Tom, I just want to say thank you so much for your service. You said you were you served, right? No, yes, ma'am. Military. Yes, ma'am. What was that? Uh, yes, ma'am. I right, did serve. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. My phone is like breaking up now, but I'll re- thank you guys so much for having me on. And thank you so much for your service, Tom. And you guys, um, I love watching you guys talk. So keep it up and I'll be tuning back in. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks for t- All right. Bye-bye, for- guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. So, man, you nailed it. That's 100% right. If If Twitter can do this and not be held responsible or not be held accountable then anybody should be allowed to do it. Right. You know, what What makes Twitter special? What makes Facebook special? How can Facebook literally ban people and no one else can do that? Because right now they have the money and they're speaking for the left who has all the media and all the power right now. That's right. That's the only reason. As long as it agrees with their point of view and their side, they're going to be allowed to do what they want. And we just saw what happens when they realize that, okay, well, they've done everything we want. Then CNN is going to come out. These people need to be shut down. I really want to see what happens with that comment. Yeah, me Something too. has got to happen with that comment. One of these guys, Twitter guy, Facebook guy, make a comment to that. Say something to that. <laughs> you know, Jack Dorsey is laughing, dude, because he knows he has Billions of people on his on his Twitter. CNN can't get maybe, I don't know, 50,000 people at any given time to tune into their stupid station. Right. Who's got the power? Yep. Jack Dorsey and, and uh, you know, whatever his name is, Zuckerberg and all these clowns. Dude, they've got all the power in the world. Yep. They've got more power than anybody. CNN, yep. if CNN prints an article that, you know, they can get sued for libel. So they've right. got to be very careful, just like they did with the with the kid. Uh, uh, Sandoval. S- Sandman. Sandman, right? yeah. Yeah, Sandman. Yeah. They paid out the ass. Right. And so did the Washington right. Post because of that. And that. That is such another good example of how they demonize any Trump supporter there is. I mean, they were quick to come out against that kid. I mean, quick. Oh, and absolutely. there are some people, there are some leftists who never saw the retraction or the arguments against it or the full extended video who still think that kid was just a little punk kid. That's right. Because they didn't watch all that because they demonized him so much. But when the truth actually came out that he was not the aggressor, he was the victim in that entire situation, and he just stood there smiling to avoid a confrontation. Oh, yeah. You know, and there were people just, on the news that were... Lip, lip apology. 
you know, yeah. just a little blip apology. People on the news, I, I, Bill Maher, all these people were coming out and saying they want to smack that smirk off that kid's face and mm-hmm. all kinds of horrible stuff they were saying about him. <laughs> but again, we're the violent ones. <laughs> we're the violent ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, or the violent ones. Yeah, you got uh, uh, Mika that wants to shut down Facebook. She wants to right. shut it down. <laughs> and it's the conservatives who are bad. You know, it's so funny because at the end of the day, and I think you'll agree with this, I think most conservatives today are lean a little more libertarian where we just want to be left alone. You want to go out and do your thing. Do it, man. Whatever you want to do. If you want to marry the Eiffel Tower or if you want to marry a tree or you want to go chain yourself to a tree as long as it's on public property and not private, you do whatever the hell you want to do. You want to right. act like a as total nut. doesn't infringe upon my rights. That's right. Do your thing. You go be you. Isn't that the popular saying? Yeah. You do you. Yeah. And never, never have I, have I called to have anybody silenced. Now, if you're going to go out like Adolf Hitler and you're going to murder 6 million people, you should probably be killed. Saddam Hussein, he deserved to die. Osama bin Laden deserved to die. But if you're out voicing your opinion and it happens to be different than mine, go for it. I don't want to silence anybody. Right. I don't want to silence anybody. No, absolutely not. It's the if you can have a constructive argument, it creates better ideas for everybody. Right. But you got to have that constructive argument. There has to be two two people willing to see the other side, at least just a little bit. Find that common ground. Right. That's what creates better ideas and a better nation for that matter. But when you just have this completely bipolar thing that we've got going now, Absolutely nothing good is going to come from this. Yeah. Nothing. No, you're, you're exactly right. So, and I don't know how you find the common ground, you know, because typically. I'm hoping CNN saying Facebook and Twitter need to be shut down. I, I, I Please mark this down, put this, hold this video. I'm hoping this is the catalyst where they're finally going to say, look, they really don't care about anybody's free speech. They want to shut everybody down because right. they didn't do it when they wanted to. No, and in fact, I mean, you and I both know it has nothing to do with free speech. That's not why they want to shut Facebook down. It's all right. economic. It's all economics, man. It's all about monopolizing the media and making as much money from their advertisers as possible. And the more the more viewers they get, the more money. So if they can shut the competition down, people either need to go without media or they need to tune in to CNN. Right. And that's what it's all about. It's, yeah, it has nothing to do with free speech. It has everything to do about economics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy, yep. man. It's crazy. Well, listen, it's about uh, 10 o'clock. It's, uh, we've been two hours deep into this. Uh, I assume you're going to be <laughs> you know, back. John, every time I come on here, I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm going to have that much to add to the conversation. And then two hours later, <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap, time to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know you and I both uh, have real jobs. we got to go to work tomorrow. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and just cut it short. You'll be back on Wednesday, right? Yes, sir. All right, good. Well, we'll see you Wednesday, and you're always free. I'll be back tomorrow as well. So you're maybe, I don't know. You know, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But if I am, you're welcome to join in. Uh, I always love having you on the show, Tom. You've got a great perspective. And, uh, you you know, you and I don't agree on everything. No, we shouldn't. And right? we shouldn't, right? 
even though right. we're white supremacists and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I, uh, I appreciate you coming in, Tom. And uh, I appreciate Ashley. Thanks for calling in. Ranger Rob, thank you for all the comments. Uh, everybody, all their comments throughout the entire night. I appreciate it. Uh, until next time, just follow my page and click the little bell. That way, when I do come on, you'll be reminded. You know, you don't have to worry about it being the same time every day. Anyway, until Wednesday night, uh, you guys take care. Tom, thanks for being here. I will catch you all later. Thank you, sir. God bless. Yeah, you too, brother. Take care. All right. Well, that was Tom Shirey. Uh, He is a good friend of mine. Great guy. uh, Served the country as a Marine. And uh, just... I have the utmost respect for Tom. So anyway, everybody that participated, thank you. I'll see you. I'll catch you next time. Take care.